0: That morning, I was running late to high school. I remember feeling rushed. My friend Miley reminded me that a college registrar was coming in, and she didn't want to go in alone. We sat down in the classroom and were about to log in to register for the University of Alaska Anchorage when we heard a rumble. As the noise grew louder, I saw the walls move side to side. I knew it was about time to get under a desk. I've experienced other earthquakes that shook violently, but this one felt much worse. I looked up and saw dust from the ceiling tiles shaking loose. At that moment, I had three things on my mind. My family, my house, and my old middle school. I remember greeting middle school as a building with a leaky roof, dusty hallways, and creaky shelves. It seemed like a building that an earthquake this big would demolish. So, when this one passed, I wondered if greening was still standing. From Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Daisy Carter. This is Zoom Room, a youth produced podcast where we zoom in to a different theme or topic that's relevant to us, the youth of Alaska. In this episode, how a middle school in Eagle River, Alaska was damaged by the 7.1 earthquake in November 2018, how the community adjusted, and how the school reopened years later. I went to Greening Middle School from 2012 to 2015. I have a lot of fond memories of my time there. It was when I found my creative side. I hung out at the library a lot. I acted in plays, I was in a business class where we had a newsroom, and I joined a film club. But the building itself always seemed like it was about to crumble. Tim Conrad is an architect living in Anchorage.
1: Well, uh, I would say that you can't really make a building earthquake-proof. I think you can just, uh, you can design it to be able to resists and hopefully stay together long enough. So the idea is to try to keep that structure stable enough. Now, that doesn't mean that the building stays in perfect condition.
2: So it happened right around 830. I can never remember if it's 831 or 829.
0: This is Mary Vaught, an eighth grade teacher at Greening. She's been there for about 24 years and was working with students in her classroom on the day of the quake.
2: So that was first period, so we would have, you know, done the Pledge of Allegiance, and then um, would have taken roll, and I would have had on the board, you know, what we were working on that day. And the students were writing their animal farm essays, and they were quietly typing, and then the earthquake started,
0: in her time as a teacher, Vaught ran drills that taught students how to respond in the event of an earthquake. That morning, her knowledge was put to the test.
2: And they got under the tables, and some of them said they huddled, you know, with each other, um, just for emotional support. There's something that I do when, when I fly, I'm, you know, if I'm traveling with my daughter or um, my husband, Um, I'll say, I love you, you know, right as we're taking off, you know. And so when this just kept happening, I just kept saying to my kids, I love you guys. I love you guys. Because I didn't know what was going to come of it.
0: This was the largest earthquake that most of these youth have experienced. In total, the earthquake lasted only 12 seconds. But for most of us, it felt like forever. Once the initial shaking was done, Vaught grabbed an emergency backpack and led the students to the parking lot in front of the school.
2: But it was good that we had the backpack because it had a blanket in it. And um, so we were doing a huddle, you know, lots of kids under a blanket.
0: That morning, it was approximately 27 degrees outside, which is below freezing. Vaught tried to call her husband, but realized she forgot her phone inside so she borrowed a phone from one of her students. With the integrity of the building still unknown, students and staff were brought in and out multiple times.
2: And I saw that something that uh, a former teacher had given me, which was a framed thing that says, in emergency, break glass, and it had a big old chocolate bar in it. Well, I'd had it up high, and guess what? That thing was down on the ground and broken. And it's like, uh, this is a sign. We are meant to eat that chocolate bar. And so I grabbed it up when I got my my purse and everything. And when we headed outside, I said, folks, this is Vicky's chocolate bar she gave me. And it's an emergency. So and we enjoyed that chocolate bar.
0: Thinking back on the events of that traumatic morning, Vought said what it was like to see her students reuniting with their parents.
2: It was really very touching to see the parents come and pick their kids up, because some kids were in shorts and stuff. They'd been in P.E. And, you know, just seeing the parents and kids reuniting was very moving.
3: If you're ever wondering... Why a place is named something, like a, especially like a school or something like that, it's usually named for someone who just died.
0: That was local historian David Reamer. Greening Middle School was named after Ernest Greening. Greening was born in 1887 in New York City. In his early years, he went to medical school but never practiced medicine. He started his career with a summer vacation newspaper job then became a journalist and managing editor for the Boston Evening Traveler, New York Tribune, and other area publications. After his time as a journalist, he eventually got into governing.
3: He really wanted to make sure his opinion was heard. He was very loud. He could be very cantankerous. He could dig his heels in.
0: These qualities didn't always sit well with the colleagues and other leaders of the nation. He was appointed by President Franklin Roosevelt to be the 17th governor of the Territory of Alaska. This job could be considered a demotion from his previous position he held, which was the director of the Division of Territories and Island Possessions.
3: And so he was essentially punished by being sent to Alaska. (laughs) This was at best a lateral move, but... Really a bit of a demotion. It got him out of Washington. It got him out of being in people's hair.
0: President Franklin Roosevelt sent him to the furthest place he could, Alaska. Alaska was still a territory of the United States when Greening arrived. It wasn't long before he considered this place home.
3: Where he really made his public name was fighting for statehood. He wanted statehood by any means possible. He would lie, cheat, and steal to get Alaska statehood. He lied extensively, it, it, like because there was no goal greater than getting Alaska statehood, to get representation for the residents of Alaska, which he saw himself. You know, he wanted to be able to vote in a presidential election. He wanted to have a voice that mattered. That couldn't happen until Alaska was a state.
0: From 1939 to 1953, he was the governor of the Alaska Territory. Then, upon statehood in 1959... He became the first U.S. senator from Alaska.
3: He was probably most famous for um, really being one of, if not the first voice in Congress, especially in the Senate, to oppose the Vietnam War.
4: If Greening was still alive today, um, he would definitely have a Twitter. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like from what you've said, he would definitely have a very active Twitter. (laughs)
0: In the 1940s, the population of the greater Anchorage area rapidly expanded.
3: Eagle River Tugiak is exploding in population. And this wasn't like the gold rush where you would get single dudes coming up here, very few families, relatively few women. These were people moving to a place with families and to a place more conducive for families. This means kids, far more kids around, relatively speaking, than were around in, say, 1900. And they're just overwhelming the school district.
0: By April 1978, Alaska voters recognized a need for a new junior high in the Eagle River Chugiak area. Construction of a new school building began in April 1982, beginning a long history of mismanagement and drama. That school would become Ernest Greening Middle School. By
3: April 1983, just a year after the groundbreaking, They had to fire the architects in charge. This is not good, this is not normal. This is a terrible thing to have happen. You do this in times, in extreme cases. They're fired. April, 1983, they've been awarded a $1.6 million contract to design um, what is now Greening Middle School um, with a total budget of 15 million. Their plans were riddled with errors. In their words, they said the original design was, quote, erroneous, inadequate, and essentially non-constructible.
0: Even with these setbacks, the building was set to open in August of 1983. However, more delays would ensue. A California engineering firm was hired to review the project and provide a report to the school district.
3: And they provide this report that is as horrible as it could be especially for a school they pointed out a litany of structural flaws and structural risks and they were clairvoyant because they especially pointed out that these risks placed the building in special danger in case of earthquakes their report that year said quote a major earthquake would produce significant possible partial collapse as it so happened that september 1983 september 6 uh, there was an earthquake 6.4 um, just riddled the building with cracks. You would have seen cracks everywhere. Something like more than 20 doors are cracked, there are cracks in the walls. The place was a mess already. It still hadn't opened. In case you're wondering, the original architectural firm thought all of this was nonsense. Um, That was literally their word. The lead architect said, it's nonsense, I just can't believe that.
0: A year later, and double the original budget, Greening Middle School finally opened in the fall of 1984. The tumultuous history of the building has followed it through its lifespan, most notably in the aftermath of the 7.1 earthquake that hit south-central Alaska in 2018.
1: During the earthquake, in several places, the, the roof um, detached from support walls. And so one of the big um, projects when reopening Greening uh, was, to, um, was to reattach the roof to the actual structure.
0: This is Joe Zawatney. He's one of the directors of secondary education for the Anchorage School District. He oversees 10 middle schools, which includes Greening.
1: It didn't have the appearance necessarily of being the hardest hit. One of the biggest pieces for greening was, was figuring out how to reattach the roof and make it stronger for the future.
0: In the aftermath of the 2018 earthquake, students had to relocate to Chugiak High School, which hosted them for the duration of the school year. It took school officials a while to come up with that decision. The Anchorage School District considered destroying greening but said that building an entirely new school would cost too much. Shortly after the earthquake, there were talks about what would happen to the school. In an Anchorage Daily News article, Debbie Osiander, who's an activist and community leader, said, we can't forget this frustration, folks. The whispers in the community that a whole building was going to get torn down because of the damage made me sad. Although it was an old crumbling building, I thought it could be fixed to some extent. For many students in Mary Vott's class, moving over to Chugiak was not an easy transition. She says that there was not a lot of time focused on social-emotional learning and that the kids were traumatized.
2: I think all of us had PTSD. If we heard something rumbling, whether it was a big truck or whatever, we would go, is that an earthquake? And we would hit the deck, you know? We would, you know, go under our tables and such. But we just have to reassure each other that, nope, it's okay, you know, we're going to be okay.
0: The move was not only intense for teachers and students, but also for the parents.
2: I lost a student because a parent wanted to have them be at a different school and not be with high schoolers.
0: It took two years to renovate Greening Middle School. Students who were in eighth grade in 2018 are now graduated from high school. Even after the earthquake, many students did not return to school. Today, the school looks a lot different. When I went to Greening, I remember wishing there were more windows. It's something that, for some reason, I've always been very passionate about.
4: The first floor, I remember it being just like super low. Like I'm pretty short, but like I remember the the ceilings were just super low. But then the top, you're lucky if you got a class in the top building, because that's all of the, like, nice classrooms where there was windows. Um, and there was a, um, that's where all the science um, classrooms were, too. Um, but they had, like, super high ceilings. So it was really weird why they didn't just, like, level out, like, the, the scenes. I don't know. And it's, it's really bad to compare it to Alcatraz. But when I went to Alcatraz, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's, like- <laughs> Like, it was, like, creepy, because, like, the top floor, like, just had, like, rails, and, like, it, I don't know. I yeah, can understand.
3: I, opposite, I see what you mean. Yeah.
4: Like, it was like that. <laughs> like, it was just, like, a floor, and then another floor, and it was like that. Like, it's The
3: kidding. The The people who thought it was a jail, that's awesome.
0: Clearly, there was some work to be done with the Greening building. Even when I attended the school, I knew how badly it needed to be renovated. When the earthquake happened, it was a chance to let the school get a new look.
1: If you were to walk into Greening today, uh, Daisy, you would not believe how light it is in the building now. They have. Uh, you probably remember, you know, down the hallway were those big green pipes, you know, in this... That everything was exposed. That was part of, the, um, part of the engineering and architecture was having exposed conduit and the HVAC system and things of that nature. That's all been painted white now.
0: That's Joe Zawadney again, Director of Secondary Education for ASD. You
1: know, in addition to the structural improvements that they made throughout the building, uh, they did a lot of work outside the building as well. They have completely revamped the way that traffic comes in and out of that property, you know, buses now um, go around to the back of the building and drop students off and pick up there. And so we don't have this, um, this safety and, and parking issue that we used to have at Greening. You know, previously, you'd have buses pull into the front of the building. You'd have kids walking between buses from the cars. They're just, it was kind of an unsafe environment. Uh, it felt unsafe, and especially in the winter when things get dark.
0: When I was able to get into the newly renovated building, I was blown away. As Joe said, everything is a bit brighter. Have I mentioned how I really wanted windows in the building? I want to emphasize how much I wanted there to be windows.
1: There's windows, there's actual actual light from outside coming in the building now. And so it just, it feels, you know, that added light, it feels bigger, it feels cleaner. Uh, And when you're walking down the hallways, there's just, um, it just feels more vibrant.
0: My old middle school reopened after it had been damaged by the big 2018 earthquake. I realized I had a lot of preconceived notions, things like the leaky roof and how we all thought it was a prison before it was a school. After talking with people who were there when the earthquake happened, learning more about the history of the building... It made me see it in a whole new light. I think if I would have known all the underlying conditions of the school, I would have seen it as it is, a space that has nurtured the community for generations. The school's namesake, a controversial public figure who was ushered in Alaska's statehood and wasn't afraid to speak his mind, even if his ideas didn't align with the majority. Talking with Ms. Vaught and hearing her story about what happened that day reminded me of how passionate teachers can be and the responsibility they have in making sure that their students are safe.
2: I don't think I've ever felt as close to a group because we sort of weathered that storm together in the same room. I remember one boy, he said, So, Mrs. Vaught, do you love us? And I kind of hemmed and hawed. I said, What? Yeah, I do, you know, and um, some of the hugs at the end of that school year were very heartfelt just because we've been through a lot.
0: I think the Eagle River community has grown to appreciate Greening Middle School and is very pleased it has gotten some much needed upgrades. Joe sums it up nicely.
1: You know, it just points to the resilience um and the community the sense of community out in eagle river um that we were all able to um, you know make the adjustments we did and move forward and so now it just feels like all that sacrifice um was worth it because they have a beautiful new school uh and um it's just it's looking better every day
0: been listening to Zoom Room from Alaska Teen Media Institute. This episode was written and produced by me, Daisy Carter. This episode's music was done by Kendrick Whiteman. Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Dena'ina people whose land we work on. Many thanks to our supporters of our podcast, including Spirit of Youth and United Way of Anchorage. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our program and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like APNI. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateenmedia. You can also help us out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all sorts of updates. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Daisy Carter. Thank you for listening.